welcome back to the Euctropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. In this episode, we will explore your musical personality, why you don't have to know everything or like everything, but why it's really helpful to know what you like and what you don't like when it comes to music. This episode was taped live, and you can join the next live recording by going to euktropolis.com slash podcast. It happens on the first Thursday of every month at 11 in the morning, Eastern Time. It's totally free to show up and be part of it. So without further ado, let's get into episode number two. This question came in from Guillaume, and Guillaume is working on Booster Uke. Booster Uke is maybe our most popular course at Euktropolis. It is a method that is completely focused on chord twins. If you don't know about chord twins, you should find out because they'll probably change your life. Some of them you've probably played before. Um, If you know, for example, the C7 chord. And then you use that same shape, you just bump it over one to to another string and you get another beautiful chord that's an example of chord twins works well for beginners they can play way more music than they ever thought they could very very ergonomic Um, but it also works uh, amazingly well to challenge intermediate players to to go into styles of music that they didn't think were accessible to them and that's where Guillaume is right here. Uh, he's working on a piece, and it's in the key of E minor. And if you haven't done this before, let's do it together. This is something every single ukulele player on the planet should know how to do, and that is how to jump between E minor and its twin, B7. So if I take E minor, And I'm going to jump it one string closer to the ceiling. Each finger is going to jump one string closer to the ceiling. So I'm using the same shape with my fingers, just hopping it over. And I get B7, which is not just some random other chord. It is a very closely related chord to E minor. In fact... If E minor was on the thumb, let's do this. If E minor was one, then we've got F, G, A, B. B is the five. So here, with all great sort of chord twin pairs, you don't just get two random chords, you get two related chords. And that's what makes Booster Uke so much fun. you can play lots of music literally without changing the shape of the chord just moving it around on the fretboard like a cookie cutter you sound like a million bucks it's our little secret how easy it actually is Guillaume is saying okay sure I got you I got you with that But then in the next lesson, I'm saying to Guillaume, why don't we move these chord twins up to a different place on the neck? See what we get. Um, In this case, I don't know if you've done this one before, 
This is one my friend Mateus uh, from Brazil showed me years ago, and it blew my mind because I already knew about E minor. I knew that I could jump that over to B7. I I learned this when I was a kid. I was eight or nine years old. I remember seeing a chord chart in my elementary school classroom that had these two chords on it, and, and, and it blew my mind then. You know, I was nine years old. But, you know, by the time I was in my mid-20s, I was over it. <laughs> you know, like, okay, I get it. You get two chords for the price of one. Fine. And then my friend Mateus said, yeah, but have you tried it at the fifth fret? And I was like... What are you talking about? <laughs> so uh, he said, it's, it works again at the fifth fret. And I was like, oh no, you're really blowing my mind. So the same thing works at the fifth fret. Only now you're in a different key. You're in G minor. And the twin of G minor is D. So anyway, I'm not going to teach the whole course right here, but the idea is, here's Guillaume. And he's at the fifth fret with these amazing minor twin chords. And there's this one moment in the song that doesn't fit into just one chord, five chord, one chord, five chord. It goes to a four chord. And he's trying to find this four chord using this same shape that he's been using the whole time. Um, uh, what's what's the song that we could do? Mm, if I could, I surely would stand on the rock where Moses stood. Pharaoh's army got drowned. Pharaoh's army got drowned. The chord right there is the four chord. Pharaoh's army got. Turns out it's a C minor chord. But he's saying, well, how can I find that C minor chord using this same shape that I've been using all along? Wouldn't that be cool if I could? And I'm saying to him in this lesson, I'm saying, yes, you can. You just put it on the sixth fret. So that you get um, the, try this chord with me. See what you think. See if this curls your hair. Uh, try this chord. Um, we're going to go eight. This is from the ceiling down to the floor. Eight, seven, six, zero. Woo. Eight, seven, six, zero. Now play those notes together and you'll get this. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's some mustard sauerkraut right there. And Guillaume is saying, I, I'm paraphrasing Guillaume, sorry. Um, he's saying, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, sorry, that was really paraphrasing Guillaume. Um, but basically saying, oh, okay, his exact words were, it sounds kind of strange. Am I doing it right? And this got me thinking about, <laughs> well, I don't want to get too philosophical, but like got me thinking about right and wrong. But I mean like musical right and wrong. What we think sounds right and what we think sounds wrong. And how some people can get away with doing things wrong 
And some people try the very same finger positions and they think it must be wrong when they saw somebody else do it and it sounded right. You know, what, what is that? And here's a good example of that, sort of musical right and wrong. Let me, let me see if I can convince you that this really strident, vinegary kind of chord actually works here as a C minor. Technically, it's a C minor 6 with a 7. I tried to figure it out. I'm not sure what I would call it. It's got, it's got all the stuff in it. It's um, a full meal on its own. But if I go, um, uh, what's the song? Um, oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you mourn. Listen for Pharaoh. Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you mourn. Pharaoh's army got drowned. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. It's a little low for my voice, but did you hear it on Pharaoh's army got drowned? I like it. And maybe I'm leaning into it because I like it. Mm-hmm. To me, it does exactly what we were talking about before, which is it's the adventure part of the story. It's the denouement. It's the part that leads us back home. Pharaoh's army got drowned. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. And not only that, but it, it, you know, I'm I'm a songwriter. I, I I'm a sucker for when the spirit of the harmony aligns with the spirit of the lyric. So here we got on the word Pharaoh. I mean, Pharaoh is the antagonist, <laughs> right? Pharaoh is the bad guy in this song. And and he gets this really acidic chord. Uh, to me, it just all works beautifully. I mean, the alternative would be to find a more innocuous version of C minor if you just weren't feeling like you could pull it off, you know? It's like, um, you know, it's like... <laughs> It's like going clothes shopping. You know, I know that there are very few things that I can wear in public. You know, like Levi's, uh, whatever they go, 313 jeans. I can pull that off. I can do that. Um, Hoodies from 1879. I can do that. Uh, You know, tank tops. mm, You're not going to see me in a tank top. I'm sorry. Uh, Everybody knows their limits. You know, this, this chord... For some people, it's like buying a tank top. You're like, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I don't think I can wear that. <laughs> That's totally okay. You know, maybe, maybe you'll, you know, work up to it. But if you're not really willing and able to wear this chord, you could use a C minor instead. No, there's no shame in it. Pharaoh's army got drowned. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. But if you see me out in public, I will be wearing the C minor 6 with a 7 on top. And it'll be Pharaoh. Yeah, and I'm going to lean into it. Mm-hmm. Because I think it really suits the moment. So <laughs> I was thinking of 
going to one of my favorite test test songs, which is You Are My Sunshine. It's partly one of my favorite test songs because pretty much everybody knows it. And because and because you can when you make a change to a song that everybody knows, everybody hears the change, right? So let's just take this one last step here and see see let, let's see if we can throw ourselves off. Do you ever do this? Be like, how far can I push my own ear before I say to myself, no, that's too far. I can't wear that. Like, how hot is too hot? Like, how much spice is too much spice? I love Mexican food. I love Thai food. Uh, But I do know my limit. You know, I know when it's just, when it instantly makes me sweat right under my eyes, I know I've hit my limit. And everyone has a musical version of that. You know, you know how much spice is too much spice for you. It's part of your musical personality. This is something I think that we don't talk about enough. It's we don't give ourselves enough permission to be our musical selves. Everybody has a musical personality. Likes and dislikes, places they'll go, places they won't go, places they won't go again. <laughs> that they tried once and they'll never go back. You know, everybody has a musical personality, even to the point of like your fingers and how your fingers flex or don't, or the chords that you're drawn to, both because of the sound and also because of the feel of them. And this whole thing makes up your musical personality. We we have this thing on the ukulele way, uh, which is called the navigator, which is because the ukulele way is a method that is all about learning chord melody. It's all about learning um, uh, like stuff like... You know, when I'm playing the melody and the chords at the same time. That is such a rich journey. I mean, the ukulele way is six levels. I mean, there's a lot of material. And so right at the beginning, we try to get people to understand their own musical personality um, so that they know which lessons to focus on. So if they're really into finger picking, they can do just those lessons, you know, for a start. If they're really into jazz or if they're really into music theory or if they're really into folk music, you know, you can sort of follow a path that aligns with your musical personality. So I think this is a, it's an important concept that we don't, um, that we don't talk about enough. You know, you <laughs> stop somebody in the street and you say, hey, what, what are, um, what are your musical preferences? Have you ever asked somebody that just out of the blue? <laughs> uh, if you say, hey, buddy, you know, what are your musical preferences? Um, for most people, it's going to be like, well, you know, I like classic rock. I, I like, you know, Celine Dion, but I don't like rap. <laughs> it's it's going to be stuff like that. It's going to be sort of like consumer level preferences. If you ask a musician particularly a, an improvising musician or a creative musician, if you ask them, you know, what are your musical preferences, 
you're going to get a very different answer. You're going to get the answer that's like, well, you know, when you play a D minor chord, I like to play a B note. <laughs> you know, like, whoa, that's a totally different kind of preference. I thought you were going to say, I like Celine Dion. What you're saying is, you know what kind of sound you like at any particular time. Wow, that's that's a totally different thing. And that's, we're all, as musicians, we're all on that road to to finding our musical personality and to live that through our music. Um, so one of the things to come back to, um, You Are My Sunshine. I like to see if I can surprise myself and how far I'm willing to push myself. Um, how does it go? Mm-hmm. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Here comes now the moment of truth. Please don't take my sunshine away. It's that last bit. Please don't take my sunshine away. This is where we get into Guillaume's challenge of that chord sounds strange. Is it right? Is it right? It's such a deep question. <laughs> We're not talking about Mozart here. We don't have a score for this. We don't have somebody looking over our shoulder and saying, that's right and that's wrong. With ukulele music, most of the time, it's up to us. It's up to us to decide, ultimately, what is right and what is wrong musically. So when I go, please don't take my sunshine away, it's so often the second to last chord of the song that has the most, should we say, um, elasticity to it. It's the one that you can mess with the most. Please don't take my sunshine away. Okay, that's kind of cool. I would still consider that right. I, I can buy that. Please don't take my seam diminished seven away. Okay, we could call that many things, but let's call it C diminished seven. Let's get a little, a little more freaky. Please don't take my sunshine away. That's a little more freaky, but I can still, I can still take it. Not too hot for me. If you're trying to play along with me, I'm in the key of B flat, <laughs> just for fun. Sorry. If you're not a big B flat fan, I understand. And the chords that I'm using are C minor. I'm playing C minor seven straight across on the third fret. F seven and B flat. So that's just a little bit that I'm repeating. Take my F7 away. 
Please don't see minor my F7 B flat. Right? So how far can I go? Please don't take my sunshine away. I'm still cool with that. How about this one? And here's the one I actually want you to try with me because it's very easy to play. It's very easy to learn. Let's do what so often happens in jazz and in Tin Pan Alley and in early pop music in general. Let's make that um, C minor chord into a C7. Try this one straight across on the third fret and then middle finger, one fret higher on the C string. That makes it three, four, three, three. Okay, so that's that's a nice take chord. Please don't take my sunshine F7 away. But here's what I want you to try now, okay? If you don't have an ukulele, put this in your memory bank for later because I want you to try this as soon as you get home. Just take that C7 straight across on the third fret plus one bump on the log there. Um, middle finger, one fret higher on the uh, on the C string. And now when we get to the word sunshine, I want you to just pull it back one fret toward the tuning pegs. Let's see what happens. We're going to pull the rug out from this harmony. It's going to sound like this. Please don't take my sunshine away. That's from a different universe. Try it again. Please don't take my sunshine away. Woohoo! Now, that is doing some under the hood. That is some seriously heavy duty jazz stuff going on there that. We, we don't need to talk about because the ukulele does the number crunching for us. All we do is slide that C7 back one fret, and then we think to ourselves, can that be right? <laughs> can that be right? Can, can I square that circle? Are my ears ready for that? Or is this just the one hot chili pepper too many? And this is a personal question. There is no... There is no... Uh, right answer. <laughs> Deciding whether this is right is totally up to you. Please don't take my sunshine away. And that's a challenge, just like the one that Guillaume is facing in his question here from Booster Uke, and that is, can it be right? Can, it, can I wrap my ears around that? Or... Should I put that on the shelf and come back to it another time? Um, I don't know. It's up to you. I'm still okay with this one, personally. Please don't take my sunshine away. But it's, I can feel myself starting to sweat under my, un, under my eyes. I can feel the heat coming on. I can feel myself getting to that point where I'm just a little out of my comfort zone. And... That helps you, I think, to figure out where you are 
in this musical universe. So often we're just sort of tumbling through the void, scrolling through the feed, you know, doom scrolling for the next tutorial, you know, like, I don't know where I'm going or when I'm going to hit bottom here, but I'm just falling and falling. These questions are part of finding your feet, you know, as a musician, figuring out who you are and where you want to go. I mean, I know it sounds very philosophical, but because it is. But this is such a big part of you getting the value from the lessons that you're taking um, is wayfinding, you know? And that starts with finding yourself, finding your preferences, and uh, finding also your limits. And so, Guillaume, I hope that discussion is um, interesting and helpful and good luck um, as you, you know, set your own boundaries musically. And then um, uh, I hope that helps you to enjoy yourself even more within those confines. And one day, maybe even, you know, break out of them. Thanks for tuning in to the Ukatropolis podcast. My name is James Hill, and I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with more Real Ukulele answers to Real Ukulele questions. I hope you'll join me on the first Thursday of next month for the live taping of the next episodes. And you can find out more information at ukatropolis.com slash podcast. In the meantime, stop by ukatropolis.com, check out any number of free sample lessons from our many, many courses there from absolute beginner to finger-picking to ukulele jazz and beyond. Until the next time, all the best, and keep on strumming.